I was just floating. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So during our final year, I was in class and one of our lecturers is the pathological lecturer then said, oh, one of you, I met one of you who was my student. She is now a bank manager at First Bank. I said, ah, so you can move from here to bank manager. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Experts and African, where we tell the stories of African experts and how, they, how they've climbed the ladder from newbies to experts. Today we have another interesting personality um, with me and we are going to be talking about an unconventional thing. I'm sure you've heard somebody's story like this on Express and African before. So we are shaking things up. I have with me here today Florence Chikese. She's the founder and CEO of Redalia, which is like the umbrella company for three different businesses. That is um, Redalia Workspaces, Entrepreneurs.ng, and Redalia Business Academy. And their focus is on grooming entrepreneurs, helping them from start to finish in um, think, in coming up with business ideas and how to run their ideas successfully. And I believe you're going to learn one thing or the other from our conversation. You're probably going to get one idea or another for how you want to run your business. My name is Florence Chikeze and I'm passionate about entrepreneurship. I'm passionate about helping entrepreneurs run sustainable businesses. I actually also want to be a role model for young ladies to really know that it is possible for them to be more. I've always known that as a child that I wanted to like run a business empire, but what I didn't know was the type of business that I wanted to run. So if I give you an instance, right from high school, this is secondary school here, when you look at it in Nigeria, when you give someone pocket money, I always saved a lot out of it. So uh, when I was in JS1, you're giving like 300 Naira. I think as we progress, you're now giving 1,000 Naira. From that 300 Naira, after paying your tithes, I make sure like I saved up to half of it. Somehow I was putting that money down because I just knew that um, being financially dependent was good. And then because I also knew I wanted to start a business and I didn't want capital to be a constraint. Mm -hmm. So what I did was uh, school didn't have like a bank. I had to meet the treasurer to say, can you be putting away my money? I know when I graduated and I went to collect my um Nico and Wayek and I went there, I had more than ten thousand naira. Imagine like being sixteen, seventeen and you had ten thousand naira of your own money. And then when I went to school, my first degree was in soccer. They had like very fine honey. When going home, I would buy um some cakes, then go to my parents live in Abba. I would go to Abba, then go to Ariada Market buy like fine cakes, repackage them and sell. So I was selling through my mom's shop, through my father's contacts and things like that. And I actually made 
good money i was balling at the time but then the thing is that i actually didn't even need the money so you know when young people are doing business and you think okay they are trying to use it to support themselves it wasn't like that for me like my parents earned enough to put us uh, through school to any length that we wanted but there was just something about running my own business that was nice thing to have. I also remember when my parents, my mom especially, and my my siblings would tease me when I'm bottling, bottling it. And mm. it's actually like um, something that really made me happy. I tried to venture into different types of businesses, but after that, but nothing actually quite resonated with me. And why did I leave the honey business? At the time, it was as if there was just one announcement that everybody should start selling honey. So it became less profitable. And then I had to also go do my master's in London. So when I came back, I tried to start other businesses. Nothing really worked. I was looking for something impactful. And why I was looking for something impactful was that my friends would always come to me and they say, Florence, whatever business can I start with 100,000? Florence, whatever business can I start with 500,000 Naira? And you tell them and you say, can you go on Google and check the rest? And then what you hear is that what they have on Google is all these Uibo Uibo <laughs> ideas. You know? So I started moonlighting. And what that means is that in the evening, when I come back from work, I would write about some ideas I share with my friend, and then we put it out. And we saw that people were reading this content. That's just how I started. And I started it at redalia.com. Already had Redalia registered, Redalia International Limited registered. I was trying to do another business which didn't work out. Mm -hmm. So I started writing, and before you know it, we had a growing audience of people who were reading our business content at redalia.com. Mm -hmm. And then at one particular time, let's say in 2016, we decided to launch the brand physically. And what happened was that we were hosting this event at Oriental Hotels, spending our money. We didn't get sponsors, but we wanted something in return. We wanted valid feedback of what is it that entrepreneurs want. And it's from that that they told us they wanted a co-working space. And they also told us where they wanted the space. That's why we set up um, the co-working. So that's how like the journey started. When you were going to study in university, both an undergraduate and did you go after something that would support the fashion you already had? Actually, I wanted to be a medical doctor. Really, my first degree wasn't business. Actually, I studied vet. My first degree. Yeah. So because I was supposed to transition from vet to medicine right mm -hmm. and i wrote jam until my final year like Whoa. because i wanted to get uh, into soccer mm -hmm. but i was getting admissions to study medicine in other universities that i didn't i got in abraka delta states i got in Ibinadion. i didn't want um, those uh, schools but when i went for my it you know um it's vets you deal with it's like you, you deal with animals and you know, when treating, when they bring these animals and you are injecting them or you, you are operating on them, mm -hmm. you, you find out that the drugs kind of intoxicates me, you know? <laughs> so, so like I'm passing out. So I'm, I'm like, how on earth am I going to be a yeah, medical doctor, doctor with this when I can't even drugs. do this thing? So that's wow. what I wanted to do. So 
I was now at limbo, like I was just floating. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So during our final year, I was in class and one of our lecturers is the pathological lecturer then said, oh, one of you, I met one of you who was my student. She is now a bank manager at First Bank. I said, ah, so you can move from here to bank manager. <laughs> so that after the class, I went to his office. I sat in front of his office. I was waiting for this man the whole day. Let's find out how, how is it that it's possible that you move from vet and you become a bank manager. This that phase I did see him the next day. I went back until the third day. He gave me audience and I said, How? How is this possible? Mm-hmm. Say that if your grades are really good, mm-hmm. that you can do proceed to not do a master's direct, you can do a postgraduate PGD mm-hmm. in management. Ah, I never got B again in my in my the result was AA because I knew that when they not say your grade must be good. Oh. I started so hard and then I was then able to get into management in PGD mm. at UNEC. Then from that, I then went to go do master's in international business. So that's it. I never really wanted to be um, to be in business. But mm. when what I wanted didn't work, I looked at myself, what else can I really do? outside of uh, medicine business comes to me naturally just from the family background so that's the next other thing i could have done information Mm. truly is power because just imagine (laughs) like it's it's nice like when when people say they 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 are studying hard to come out with good grace they are probably doing so because they want to get into the job in that Mm. field but now i'm hearing this is quite unconventional they are preparing to live what you are currently learning. It's it's nice to know. So that that's a good way to go. Now let's let's talk about you getting into business. Right, you were able to put your ideas out there, and people embraced it for you to form a community. And you started to make Vidalia a legal business. So let's move on from there. Where did, where did you, did you go from there after serving your friends? <laughs> okay, so after writing the content on redalia.com, this was 20, 2015, then we moved to 2016, we hosted the events and got the insights that they needed the co-working space. So when we started the co-working space, uh, one thing that is really key for people who run businesses or who want to run businesses is that you need to be actually have the ability to actively listen to your customers. Mm-hmm. So when we started, we said part of the thing criteria to use our space, we didn't want anybody to put us into trouble. Like you come and use our space, you are not a registered business and you come and use our space and do something illegal mm-hmm. when we started. So we wanted the people who use our space to be really uh, reputable businesses and Part of the criteria for here is that your business has to be registered with CAC. So we, we are asking, or you show us your business registration documents, and people were saying it was difficult for them to get registered. It's taken six months, it was taking three months. So we found out we could do it. That's how we started the business registration. It's like lifely, lifely. They say just turn to business, right? right. You so, were doing this with your friends then? No, no, I had already moved to Lagos. 
okay. to, in this co-working space. Mm -hmm. So we moved from there. As people, we are registering their businesses and some people we are also using a co-working space. We also started listening again. What is it that entrepreneurs want? Some of them, once they finish, they need their branding done. They need professional emails. And then also trying to still listen. What else? When they register, they say they need a corporate bank account. We can open a bank now. We don't have the capability to open a bank. What else can we do? We had to look for a bank to partner with. We partner with any bank to help them open corporate bank accounts. So we're always listening and to say um, where we can't really do it, fulfill it, we try to bring in a partner to help us fulfill it. Mm -hmm. And then another interesting thing happened. We had people come to use our space and their businesses were failing as well. And then that meant that for we need to go out and get new clients to use our workspaces, which wasn't really mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. and. And then you can also see, even without being too close to them, the things that they are doing wrong. Mm -hmm. So we got people who every every time, like, they are buying food, they are buying cars for all their clients, and they couldn't even, uh, for all their employees, they are buying food, they are buying um, cars for all their employees, and they couldn't even pay for space so we just then thought that money wasn't the only challenge that entrepreneurs have most of them they don't have the right knowledge to really start and grow their businesses so that's why we started the business clinic so we then started this three days business school and because i passed through a business school we kind of remodel like the important courses that you should go through in a business school so your strategy operation marketing legal accounting and funding so that's what we do for three days for them and then one month mentorship after the one month mentorship we we still don't want it to be transactional because most people when they start businesses it's really probably procrastination probably fear probably they've tried a little and they, they don't have the willingness or the grit to really continue so we don't want it to be transactional we want to also make sure that once you do any type of business with us, even if you don't do or you look forward to becoming very successful in your business, that you can have access to a community that you can bank on. So we do that through the WhatsApp group. We do that through our monthly events, um, which happens every first Friday of the month, called the entrepreneurs.ngmeet. So Redalia pretty much has like three businesses, Redalia Workspaces, which mm -hmm. is the working space, um, 43 Biamina Crescent of Plain Street. Then entrepreneurs.ng is where we have resources, our courses, our books, and free ones that can help you start your business. Then we now have the Redali Academy, which is where we train, consult, and we actually also try to reach and have like presence through different uh, touch points, social media, Instagram, YouTube, just making sure that Wherever you are, you have the right knowledge. So instead of, you know, uh, while people are entertaining you with comedy and everything, you learn, you get entertained with comedy. You also learn, if you want to be serious with your life and start a business, our content is also there for you in different ways for you to consume. We have a very strong growing across social media. These people see our content like on a daily basis and aggregately across all social media, we are nearing around 100,000.
people who have like now email marketing we got about 5000 people who receive our content and then yearly on entrepreneurs.ng we have around 600,000 people visit that yearly but then physically the people who we have physical contact with um entrepreneurs.ng meet we have around 40 entrepreneurs um, coming to talk about their businesses organically yeah. and then uh the business clinic we've trained around mm -hmm. 500 entrepreneurs we've registered over 3,000 businesses and these are like for us to register your business we have contact with you your email we've corresponded with you so at different points we touch different people and then our community we are the whatsapp community we've got over 250 entrepreneurs there the way you're talking about your business is sweet I'm not yet convinced. Business looks like a very sweet thing to do, but I believe there are high points. Sometimes when you see me, when you see me with my makeup, um, maybe when you see us doing those videos, you may not know that probably that night I might have cried and cried and used makeup to cover <laughs> it. So it's not, it's not as sweet as, <laughs> as 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 it's not as glamorous as social media portrays it. Mm. Actually, now, that is that is mm. where we should. I want us to talk about because sometimes when we want to encourage somebody to go after what they want to go after without the fears, we somehow we somehow leave out some of the challenges they will meet on this. So from your experience of running successful businesses, yeah, can you mention some of the challenges that you faced, you've overcome and you've learned from? Okay, so there are just a lot about in, 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 I will talk about the challenges and I will also talk about like the benefits so that someone watching doesn't just feel that, oh, this thing I can't do it. But before I talk about it, I feel that the first thing to really even say is that entrepreneurship is not for everyone. There are different parts to creating wealth. As long as you are fulfilled, as long as you are happy doing what you do, if you, if you are finding fulfillment, working in your nine to five by all means do it you want to invest but then if you then really decide that you want to start and run a business that's where we come in to make sure that we can do it right mm -hmm. so starting there are a little bit of some challenges so if you are just starting out and you don't have the funding to start your business then you bootstrap bootstrapping on its own is not for the faint-hearted it's not for people who cannot give up the um, pleasures yeah. of this time for future reward so in bootstrapping you will need to really cut down on your lifestyle to be able to even make money you need to learn different yeah. skills i remember when i came to lagos like i was used to eating mama cars like fast food at the time i couldn't afford afford it i had to be eating like mama put and this mama put is not as if i will eat it three times so is like two twice and it's not as if i didn't have money in my bank account i had money but things really skyrocketed so we needed to buy a 50 kv gen we already budgeted that it was two million but when i came to lagos it was 2016 the first time um that's one of the times that dollar skyrocketed right we moved from two million to six million so i could not afford any luxury i could any small money that you put out and then i also believe that that's how i run my business anyway i believe that you have to 
really have something done. So I don't want to be um, shaking that I don't have salaries for like six months. So all those things had to be done. If you pinch on anything, then, you know, so that bootstrapping thing, learning skills, some skills that you would have really assessed or pay people to do, you have to learn to do them by yourself because you don't, you can't afford to do it. It's also good because it makes you really versatile and you're able to multitask, which is something that you did for me. And then you also have to work with people. That's also another challenge. There's always the quest to really um, find the right people who believe in the vision of the company. Sometimes you get beaten. You know, that's something you, everybody, everybody who wants to be an entrepreneur needs to know. But then you, you actually don't let those setbacks uh, with dealing with people keep you down. Because at the end of the day, if people if you have those kind of experience, you tend to like toughen up. And when people see you act in different ways, they wouldn't really know the background, the experiences. But then actually try to do and make sure that in the course of running business that I don't lose my humanity. That's also another thing. And then there's always um, the point that you get to and you know that at this point, uh, like we really pretty much like done what we want to do, we need to scale. So that fear of should I scale, should I pivot, what should I do is always that constant. And also that drive, people looking up to you, you know, to that we've built a community that looks up to us. We must not make a mistake. You have a team that look up to you. You should not make a mistake. There's just that constant thing of really um, trying to be the best that you can. That's part of the challenges, but you, you keep doing it because that's what you've signed up to do, right? And then you also know that somehow when building a business, something has to give because you're putting a lot of time into this thing. The social life kind of also suffers mm -hmm. as well. Um, I was going to ask that um, you've gotten very creative at what you, you're doing. And I don't know where that came from. Sometimes you, there will be a difference between somebody that's running a business that is enlightened or educated somebody that is running a business and is not educated or enlightened. I don't know where yours is coming from, but I noticed that you've gotten creative with everything you're doing with, um, with entrepreneurs.ng or idalia.com. So what would you say influence that? The ideas you are bringing into your business, how you reach out to people, what would you say influence your creative creativity when it comes to bringing ideas to what you do? And so some, if you know who you are, like you, you, you tend to really put your best foot forward. So, if you are not, I don't have. I'm not Florence Otedola. Like I don't have <laughs> those kind of surnames, you know. Yeah. So if you don't have that, then you have to be creative. So we realize um, that we don't have a lot of marketing budgets for to do the things that we need to do. So. Nation, when, when we started, we, you know, when you say things, you'll be like, oh, you can do it. So we want to go and price the board then. They were telling us that it's six million. <laughs> so I don't even know who was giving us that motivation to go and be pricing those things. So when we realized, ah, we cannot do this one, no. And prior to starting Redalia, you cannot uh, actually see my digital footprints. Like, I'm very, very conservative like that. You can't find me 
online but i just knew that all those conservativeness that sheerness has to actually be thrown out of the door because there are people who are looking up to you like i said to succeed your team members are looking up to you the views are there and then i also feel that i've got a message that the world needs to hear because i believe that entrepreneurship um, is actually the key to our economic problems so what i decided to do was then put my space out there so i became the face of the brand and in sharing our content there are different ways we just do it on the go so sometimes I could be advertising in pigeon. If you want to structure your business, the number one thing where you go do not to register and with CAC. As long as I'm not twerking, as long as, <laughs> as long as like I can be creative in it. Uh, I I started finding out recently that I have a lot of drama. Like normally people, um, when you see me, you're like this reserved, conservative person. But I found out that I can actually act. You know how can we put it all together into business so it's being creative it's being, being like working around um what you have and then uh, when i was also growing up somebody a classmate told me that i have got like content so i didn't used to smile you know but uh, <laughs> somebody told me um, in 2012, my friend, we were trying to take a picture, and she was like, smile, I said, no, 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 no. And so when I have to smile, I'll just do like <laughs> I didn't used to smile. So she was like, bring out your teeth, bring out your teeth. So I I did, and she was like, oh, it's nice. The next time I tried it again, and it, and it was nice. So what then happened when I realized that I actually have I'm one of the most beautiful, like how can I even deny the world the pleasure <laughs> of my smile? So I started smiling more. Mm -hmm. And most times people register their businesses, they be like, ah, because of this smile, let me kukuma do business. And then the way we talk about something serious as business, as entrepreneurship, you really mm -hmm. talk about it with your personality showing makes people want to have hope that they can the business is easy you know as i'm talking about it that you think it's easy so that's yeah. the, so we're creative with our contents we are using content marketing across board mm -hmm. that's that that has been our strength so if you go on google and you have to start pos business chances are our content will be like on the first page of google people find it and then they will come to do business with us we will go on youtube People find it, they'll come to do business with us. And now we are building like authority in that space that um, people can look up and they say, okay, I want to invite someone to come and speak on this topic and they invite us. So for instance, um, beginning of the year, BBC World News reached out. How did they find us? They were looking for entrepreneurs in Nigeria and my name popped up on Google. So being just very intentional is what we do to really reach more people. You mentioned how you had to put yourself a lot into this business so that it can work. And that's one of the things somebody going into business should think about. But how do you draw the line between you, your business, and your personal life? And so I'm very, very intentional about, about that. Like if you're looking for um, what's happening in my personal life, you won't find that it is all business i i also know that as you grow your community they may want to really 
feel that they know you they want to know what is happening in your life but then you also have loved ones that you also care about that you want to shield because the online community can actually be very brutal for someone who does not have a thick skin you know so um that in mind just helps me to really draw the line what do you want do you want to learn how to grow your business i can give it to you aside of that i don't think i can give you any other thing i feel that a work life balance personally i feel that is a myth like you can just have it with what i do really like i don't have a nine to five i work all the time but there is something called work-life integration so i try to integrate my life now into my work and integrate work into life so that means that um, um so if i have friends around my mm -hmm. friends understand like what i do and we can have conversation in between my work without it stopping us to having fun or you know so it also um, helps to have friends who are also entrepreneurs so while you people are trying to have work-life balance you can chip in um, business discussions and it's not out of the way for you guys to do that um yeah really that's it um finally finally i would want you to give some words out there to somebody that wants to some people have like that idea they have been successful in things but they don't know how to teach people so what words will you want to give to those people because people have learned from you from your experiences and it's helping them how would you encourage people that know what they are doing and they wish they could impact it what way can they go about that to impart knowledge that they already have okay so for for people who have knowledge um and they want to impart that knowledge i feel that this time in nigeria is the best time for knowledge entrepreneurs because um, people want to really learn there's that quest there's high rate of unemployment if you really have something the knowledge that you want to share this is the best time to share it if you feel okay i am shy i cannot share it you also remember that someone like me was shy but then it's actually uh, really trying to really understand what knowledge do i have first of all that i have to share so probably i've been working as an accountant in an organization and i know how to set up systems and processes for people that just articulating that probably you've been working as a pr person and there are people that you feel that they can do a better job at their, uh, how they present themselves and how they communicate their brand. So the first thing is to identify what is it that you can actually teach and have a clear message so that when people look at you, they know that this is what you are standing for. That's one. Then the second thing is to identify the people that you want to hear this message where are they where do they spend their time are they like very young people are they on TikTok? so when you identify where they are then you now begin to talk about how how so we've talked about platform then how are you going to be shooting do you want to write which what works for you so 
whatever works for you, the most important thing is not what you're doing, it's being consistent. So if you decide to say, I'm going to be writing every day, I don't, I don't want to be showing my face, then are you going to be consistent? And another thing is, what does consistency mean to you? Consistency is not coming today and you write 10 articles, then you don't write again until 600 years, you know? <laughs> or you do like 10 videos today, you don't. So consistency could be once a week. As long as you show up every week, people get to know that you're showing up every week. It could be four times a day, but are you going to be consistent four times a day? So choose the medium, choose the type of format that it's going to be and be consistent in it. When you start off, it could be as if people are not seeing it, but rest assured that they are seeing it. So actually, they want to see whether you, they're even praying that you don't post again, that the thing dies up. And some people are actually rooting for you and trying to see what was she about, what is he about, let's, let's just see what was this. But if you consistently do it, then you begin to like have a voice. And then before you know it, when they're looking for someone, a thought leader in that space, you are the good person for them to call. Thank you very much, Florence, for that exciting and engaging conversation. Thank you for listening to another episode of Experts in Africa. Don't forget to share with your network and also drop a comment for us. If you have anything you want to recommend, you can also send emails to podcast at techpoint.africa.